Hello and welcome to Meet Our Makers, an artist interview podcast produced in association with Beats Per Minute. I'm your host, Jeremy J. Fassett. On this episode, we get to meet Juana Molina. Juana is an electronic and folk singer-songwriter from Argentina, and she just reissued her second album, Segundo, for its 21st anniversary. Since then, she has released several more records, including a sort of surprise EP with punk rock versions of her older songs. In this chat, Juana and I discuss Segundo in detail, including a lot of what led to its formation and its process. We talk about her sort of long-lost debut album, Rada, and how it came from her sojourn into TV and then out of TV. We talk about her process, which is sort of a mix of perfectionism and absolute chaos, as well as her thoughts on the often debated term folktronica. It was quite a pleasure meeting her, and I think you'll enjoy it. So thank you for listening. This is me meeting Juana Molina. been as of late oh well you know since last year everybody's not quite the same Mm -hmm. and uh, i've been enjoying somehow this new way of living somehow Mm -hmm. and uh especially at the beginning when everything was silent and (laughs) and I found some kind of peace that I had never found before. Mm. And now I'm seeking for that again. Yeah, as things sort of start to go back into motion, you're kind of like, wait, I kind of want yeah, that exactly. stillness again. Yeah. Yes, yes. It looks it looks beautiful where you are. I can see lots of trees in your background. Oh, uh, yes. So that must yes. be nice to have. It, it was very nice to have, especially those days at the mm-hmm. beginning of the current uh, lockdown but things have been okay for you mostly for me yes yes okay. for me and my family uh yeah everybody's been lucky yeah and... that's good yes i know i was just thinking yesterday how i i in my personal circle of people i don't think i knew anyone who actually got sick i mean I knew people who knew people who got sick, but I was lucky. Oh, my daughter that... got sick. Oh, did she? Oh, yeah. well, I'm glad. I'm glad she's okay. Oh, but it was just really like less than a, than a flu. Okay, than that's flu. good. Nothing. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I know that um, quite a few young people did get sick, and they typically got it less severely than yes you know, older people. But I'm 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 happy that she's okay, and I and I was feeling fortunate that yeah, no one that I knew personally was too afflicted by it but yeah i'm glad things have been good for you (laughs) thank you i hope they've been good for you too yeah i mostly they have been i mean you know you find silver linings in situations like this where you can so yeah illness and peace as you said kind of being one of them yeah um so the big reason why i invited you besides being a general fan of your work to talk to me today is because your second album, Segundo, 
is about to be reissued. Um, yeah. It has not quite yet. It probably will have been by the time this goes up, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> so it's about to be reissued um, for its 21st anniversary. Yes. So I have to ask, was this originally planned for a 20th anniversary last year? No, of course not. It was planned <laughs> for a 20th anniversary, but then we had the idea a little bit late so in order to do things the way we wanted to do it, uh, we couldn't make okay. it for 2020, especially in Argentina, you know, where things are not as easy as maybe people from the northern countries are more uh, used to. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I don't know, Germany, for instance, that they have every, well, states also, you have, any paper that you like and any colors and you can choose between prints, uh, prints, no, what you call print, uh, the people who do the print, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the house, the printing house. I don't know what you call that. That's where that works for me. <laughs> okay. <good. laughs> but you can find many here. It's like, you don't have many options. So you, you need to deal with what you have. And sometimes you design something and then, uh, okay, we go with this. Ah, okay, that's nice, but we won't have that kind of paper until November. Okay. Uh, that kind of thing. So, and still, maybe November we will have it, but we won't have it in that color, mm -hmm. or we don't know what colors we will have. And and it's a little bit like that with, with almost everything here. Um, so we need to adapt to our... Uh, defects and and work with what we have but still we we had a beautiful job with the record we went back to the original mixes original tapes with uh, i mean segundo is a record that had because it didn't i didn't know it was a record that i was making when i was while i was recording it i was just recording things and uh like two years later, I, I realized that that wasn't a demo at all, uh, that that was the record. So then I started to gather everything together, like um, cassettes. I still had cassettes at the time, um, cassettes, CDs, um, digital. I, I just started to work with a digital software, but I had recorded in ADAT, and also uh, a few songs on uh, two inches and then well very different things that then they all ended up in my computer of course and uh, so i went back to those mixes and it, they sounded really different than than the cd that was uh, made at the time mm. um, it was all compressed the cd i mean and you know, with the criteria of the of that time uh, and beginning of the new century with lots of compression and lots of this and that. So the, the record could be a little bit louder because it was a record that had been recorded in with, with very, very low quality uh, because I didn't know how to record at all. Mm -hmm. It was just like a, um, what do you call that? something to remember what you've done. Hmm. Uh, so I tried to desperately to, to, to make it sound better. I even recorded some things again, 
And there's when I realized that uh, it doesn't matter how you record things, but what you have recorded. Mm. And all I had recorded until then, it was so much better than anything that I was re-recording that was uh, kind of dead and didn't have the spirit of the research, not, not, not the research, the search, the search for something like the going through a new path for the first time that has a very different uh, feeling than the second time you go there. Mm -hmm. So I, I chose to leave everything virgin and as it was recorded for the first time. So now the record, for instance, one of the, of the characteristics of this new reissue is that it sounds a little lower, a little quieter, uh, but it sounds much better. You just turn the volume up a little bit more and it sounds really, 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 really the way it should have sounded to start with. And also, I didn't want to go into the mixes because it happened to me to have listened to records that I liked, that I loved a lot, uh, a new mastering or a new remix or a new something. And then it wasn't the same. Right. It wasn't my record anymore. Yeah. It was, so I didn't want to to have people with that feeling, oh no, but the record wasn't like this, this wasn't here and that, except for a couple of things that I regretted at the time. Mm. Things that I, sh I would have liked to do differently at the time. Um, but I'd love to dare uh, the people who really, knows the, <laughs> who really know the record to tell me what I've changed. So it's, I, the, it's those kinds of things that you notice, but you're not sure we will quite. There's one thing, one particular thing that is really noticeable, okay. which is, but I won't tell it. Okay. Uh, but it was something because I, I recorded a few songs with Ron Aniello, which is a producer from Los Angeles, uh, which, no, who? And, <laughs> and uh, we made five songs. Um, and one one of the songs every song that we made he just made a rough mix so i could bring that home mm. to listen to and to have and for some reason we never saw each other again and i only got those mixes that were rough mixes and that mix was in the record okay the way it was because i liked it so much that it was even though i thought the vocal wasn't very good and that the, it had things that I would have made better if I could, but um, I really loved it. So I it went on the record just as it was. And then now what I did was to take those two inches tape, took that little track that was kind of missing in the mix and, and made it a little louder. Mm. Um, that's all I mean, but because <laughs> every time I listened to the record, then I said, oh, oh, too bad we can't hear this, too bad we can't hear this. So those really little things, I mean, not little, but few, really few things that I missed when I released Segundo in 2000 are the things that I changed. That's all. And, but then and, everything else is the same. 
And they're, they're fine details, but I'm sure they're important to you, especially now that you've gotten a chance to, to make them right as kind of as you're saying. Exactly. Yes. Are, are you a bit of, and I don't mean this negatively, but are you a perfectionist in the studio? Do you really <laughs> try really hard to get things right? Yes, yes. I can spend hours, hours mm. and hours. Because, for instance, when I recorded that record, when I made it, I didn't even know what an EQ was mm. or anything at all. I just recorded. The computer was a recording machine. That was it. So if you if you look at the at the files at the tracks for instance you can see the line of the volume it's like a um like the um, rocky mountains mm. you know that all this drawing like little mountains and then someone saw that and said but where is this volume line and I said, well because things were too loud sometimes too quiet some others but that's why you use a compressor. Ah, okay. But <laughs> still, I never used a compressor. Still now. Uh, I don't know how to use it. Uh, so I, I keep working pretty much the same way. So here we were during the lockdown uh, with my friend Mario Gonzalez. And uh, we started to talk about Segundo and that there was already 20 years and uh, would be nice to make a, a nice reissue with, uh, with a booklet telling the story of the record and, and also to have something in addition to the, to the first edition because uh, you, I don't know, you want something else. Mm -hmm. And so we, uh, I don't know, we started to work on this, then we found a label. No, no, we found, well, how do you say when you make a label? You, oh, okay. you, you what, a label? Put together a label? Did, did you make your own? Yes. Okay. We have started we have, a label. We could put it that way. We started a label <laughs> together. Um, and Sonamos is, um, Sonamos is the name of the label. Okay. And, and Segundo is going to be the first issue uh the first uh, release and then we're very happy with what we did we worked with someone who made a mastering uh especially for vinyl which is not the same than making it from a cd or from something else so, so many things that i didn't know about uh, this particular kind of uh, differences, like CD, cassettes, tapes, or or um, vinyl, they mm -hmm. all have their own way to be uh, mastered or mixed. Like the uh, low ends go differently, and and the record sounds really, really, really beautiful. I'm very happy with it. Yeah, and you you say you you wanted something more than just the reissue, and it does seem like the packaging of the record and the booklet that comes with it that it seems like there is a lot of care and thought put into those it is. those there items. Is a lot of care. Yes, yeah, there is a lot of care. Yes. Um, was it strange at all for you to go back through this old record of yours that was now twenty years old? No, no, it was 
surprising to find in some songs so many tracks that you don't even hear mm. uh, because I was in such a mood when I recorded that that there were like for like 20 arrangements for I mean I no I, what I mean 20 instruments with 20 different arrangements for just one song. Mm. And when you hear the whole thing, you just hear a thing, but you don't realize that what's doing what. That's what I like about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then when I opened the different tracks, I said, what? I <laughs> remember I had done this or I got that. And I mean, it's not that I couldn't remember, but I had forgotten. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really, it was nice to to work on the on the album to for for this reissue. It must bring you back to a very particular time as well, because this was, I mean, I was going to get into this a little later, but this was actually your second record, hence the name. Um, yes. So, but it was also kind of the one that brought you a larger audience and a larger exposure and kind of started paving the way for your later releases so it must be kind of i would think kind of nice to go back and sort of revisit that time of your life as well oh yes i i, I consider segundo my, my the most important record i made mm-hmm. not because it's best but it's the most important because it it draw the path i was going to go through since and that i haven't left still uh, i'm still going somewhere on that direction Mm-hmm. And uh, it feels good because it's a representation of myself. So it's 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 easy. It's not that I'm doing something that that uh, I try to do in a way that I am not. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, feel like Do you feel like you're a different person now? Does it feel like the songs of another person, or do you still feel very close with those songs? I'm I'm still very close to those. Okay. Songs. Yes, that's nice, though. No, that's that's what I'm saying. That is, um, well, <laughs> maybe maybe I, I can say that uh, that is when you find your own way to do things. We can call it a style mm. that you have your own style, and uh, so. I don't feel that the songs are aged or maybe maybe some lyrics that I see. I, <laughs> I wouldn't, I, I, if I had to sing those songs again, maybe I would change a few verses, just a few. In general, I, yes. Um, actually, in the booklet, the lyrics on the booklet are not, for one of the songs, are not the same than <laughs> the record because when the record came out, I had already changed the lyrics for that okay. song. So I wrote the ones that sh- you should be listened to when I sing and not the ones the ones that I'm singing <laughs> on the album. Okay. And but that's good that you that you still that you don't feel like it was this other life or like that you feel separated from it because I think you're right. I mean, your very specific style of songwriting and creation 
it has only sort of deepened. It's not like you're suddenly doing something else now. Exactly. So yes. it's sort of interesting, I would think, to then go back and see like, oh, I ha- this is sort of like what I've been doing 20 years on. Like I've just kind of finessed it a little bit. Yes, exactly. Mm. Yes. But yes, it's something that you learn how to, it's like cooking. I don't know. You make your first omelet and well, it's not very, I don't know. It has, but it's still an omelet. Mm-hmm. 40 years later, you still use eggs and whatever you want to put in it. <laughs> but but you might be making a better omelette. But it's still an omelette. Exactly. Exactly. Right. That's what I'm saying. But you right. learn how to make an omelette. Yeah, I think that's a good analogy. It's, but it's still the omelette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so even though your style hasn't changed um, entirely since then, do you think your process has changed at all? No. That's the worst part because <laughs> I'm very, I'm very not uh, the opposite of tidy, uh, tidy mm. of um, being clean and neat. I record many, many tracks and I put different bits all over the place. Mm. And like now, for instance, I am finishing an animation that should be ready for tomorrow. Oh. I've been animating this for more than a month. I think almost two months and uh, it's very you can see that I work the same way whatever I do because it's a mess there's there are images and 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 things all over it's not just one track with the drawing one track with the background and what tra- no mm-hmm. there's already 12 tracks to I don't know what I do I honestly <laughs> I, it's very hard then to, that's why some, for instance, some one day I found someone said, well, I would like to show you how I mix. If you could send me some tracks. For instance, I, I was, for instance, I mean, um, for a start, I was not going to send him any tracks. But <laughs> even if I wanted, I couldn't mm-hmm. because they don't exist. I should work with someone to put, everything together before sending anything to anyone because it's like what is this mess <laughs> but at this point it must be a slightly organized chaos i mean you it's a mess but you you know what you're doing yes yeah yeah yeah. right but then i have when i want to when, if you want to change something mm. then it's chaotic and you you waste a lot of time trying to find where things are and that's the way I am my house (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting though because your records especially from Segundo on are very complex in their sort of structures (laughs) and the different sounds that you interweave and the different instruments that you put together so you you're, you're saying that the process of making it is sort of messy and disorganized but then you would never guess that on the record I don't I don't think I feel like it I feel like it all feels very in sync with all of its elements. So the magic trick is working on me. <laughs> well, okay, good. Thank you. Um I'm glad it does because <laughs> yeah. I should post sometimes some pictures of my uh of my um windows. Mm-hmm. Of- <clears throat> And because really you see, you look at that and you say, what are we doing here? Because sometimes I mix 
<clears throat> this is because when I started recording, my computer was, <coughs> excuse me, like everybody else's computer with very low memory and RAM and everything. So in order to, uh, to, uh, to, to save space, I would record a vocal and then if the vocal wasn't there anymore, maybe there's a keyboard later or whatever, another instrument on the same track. So that's what I mean, the tracks and recordings are whatever there's room for them. Mm. Like if you have a um, um, furniture full of drawers and instead of putting, well, all the sweaters go in this drawer, this one for the socks and this one, no, wherever there's room to put something, there it goes. And then you don't find anything. Mm. That's so. true. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we talked a little bit about your style. It's usually described as a blend of sort of acoustics and electronics. I feel like that is kind of appropriate for what most of what um, you've done, because there's a lot of acoustic guitar, a lot of live drums, but then there's also a lot of synth work and um what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of like electronic drums and things like that. So it is kind of a blend. And I do feel like when you were getting more visibility around Segundo and Tres Cosas, um, you were ascribed to the folktronica genre. I'm yes. sure you've heard that term before. Yeah, of course, yes. Is that ever something you agreed with? Or was that just I one did. of those strange genre things? I did, I did agree. But I also found the origin of that label. And the origin, I, I thought that if I had played with an electric guitar instead of a, an acoustic, then that, that wouldn't have worked. Right. I think the only thing that makes that label correct is the fact that I, I was using an, an acoustic guitar with all this. <clears throat> it's not electric, to me, when you men, when you say electronic, I think more of of uh, house music, mm -hmm. dance music, like techno. Um, techno, yes. Yeah. So, and I think I use whatever I have, whatever because I've been doing my records with the same instruments for twenty years. Mm. So, um, if I had had different instruments well i would have done something <laughs> with those other instruments mm -hmm. i feel like everything i do or or make is with whatever is around hmm. uh, and at the time i had an acoustic guitar and then at time i i got someone who gave who showed me that keyboard so i said oh i like this keyboard so i just bought the same keyboard because you could i didn't know you could uh program your I thought every keyboard came with presets and that was it mm. I didn't know you could do your own sounds once I learned that and I learned how to make those new sounds in a specific keyboard in a, this particular keyboard then I bought the same one because I just already learned how to do it on that keyboard mm -hmm. and I didn't want to spend time learning with other keyboards, with a different technology, with a different uh, um, way of programming. I already, I had already learned to do that. So, okay, let's go with this one because I already know it. 
and that's the way I work. Yeah. I have get you, to know things and then I keep them. Have you literally used the exact same instruments since for 20 years? Yes. Like the same ones, like the same guitar? Yes. I think that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So then the I guitar that we guitars. hear on. So the guitar was. Guitars. You have three guitars that you've been playing for 20 years. Yes. Essentially. Essentially, yes. So the guitars yes. that we hear on like Alo are the same on Segundo. Yes. I think that's neat. Yeah. <laughs> from my own perspective yes um so yes, we did I'm not mention... that kind of no no doesn't matter i was saying nothing <laughs> i was just gonna say um so we did mention or i mentioned very briefly that you did have a first record um rara which i'm sure i'm saying horribly no. um rolling my r's rolling two r's in a row is hard for me yeah um <laughs> it's one rolled and the other one is oh. like a, like an american d Okay. Oh, okay. Rara. That helps me a lot. Um, <laughs> so I won't get into your like real backstory because I feel like I don't think there's an article written about you in the past 10, at least 15 years that doesn't mention that you were an actress first. Yes. Because I feel like that's one of those storylines that everyone loves to just kind of pick up on and run with. But yeah. I will ask then, what did lead you into making Rada? Well, uh, for to start with, I had a lot of songs that were I had already written before, because the story is that I yes I was an actress, a comedian, but um, what maybe people don't know is that I started doing doing that in order to have money to make music. Okay. Because I didn't want to. I I, I needed like at least at the, at the time like in and late 80s i studied a lot the guitar i mm. played every day like 6 hours a day and uh, so i didn't want to to lose to to lose that time to to play music going to i don't know a job that would take me all that time in order to live, I needed, so I started to think, 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 I said, oh, wait a minute, I know how to do this. What I should do is to work on TV because that pays right, that mm -hmm. pays well. I could do a little thing on TV and then I could have money to pay my rent and still pay music. That's what I thought. So I, I had done a few years before that a little tape with my uncle that knew about my characters the ones that i could impersonate so he called me for a for a demo for a tv show that never nothing happened with that but i i still had that videotape with all the little things i had done for that so i went to um, i started to watch tv to see where i could fit I said, okay, not here, not here, not here. This is the show where I would fit. Mm -hmm. I would fit very well in this show. So I went there to production with my cassette, my only videotape. I didn't have <laughs> I didn't even have a copy. And I was, well, I was very young. So I had this kind of daring that you don't have second thoughts or anything. You just go and, and do things. I went there and said, okay, this is what I do. Uh, this is the only tape I have, so I I would like you to watch it and then tell me 
if you, if you want me or not, because if not, if not, I will, I will go somewhere else. Okay. And then they had me there going every week and they hadn't watched it. And one day I got really mad and said, okay, give me my tape back. <laughs> um, I, I can't wait for this long. Uh, and they looked for the for the tape and finally they gave it back to me. And, uh, but I had gone there for so many times, like five times to see if they had watched the video. There weren't any emails or anything that you could just call and, mm-hmm. and, and any news from your house. So I went there. I lived close by anyway. And uh, I took my video and went. So I, I, I had developed a little relationship with the, with the guy from the show. And I went away very mad and said, you're very respectful, blah, blah, blah. So um, one day I went to see a show. I don't, I don't remember who came out and played. It was very rare in Argentina to have uh, foreign shows. Mm. And there this guy was sitting and said, Juana, hi, what are you doing here? Well, since I, I don't work on TV, I have to come. <laughs> I don't know what I said. Oh, no, but you didn't give me the chance to. to yes, I gave you the chance. Okay, I, bring it to me on Monday. I promise I will watch it. I said, okay, but don't make it go for nothing. Mm. I will go, give it to you, and you will watch it, and you will tell me in the same week. Mm. So we had already developed a kind of confident relationship. So I went, left the tape, and then went on Friday, and he said, well, I think you're hired. <laughs> Something like that. And uh, so I started to work on that show, mm. and it went so well that, I was immediately called by someone else. And at the beginning, I was in heaven because I only worked on Monday. We recorded on Mondays. It aired during the week. So because of the union, you would get paid as if you had worked for five days. Mm. Even if you recorded one day, you get paid for the days that it's aired. And so I was, imagine, I was there having all the time in the world to play music and a good money to pay my rent and everything. But it went so well that I got called by someone else and I started to work in a different show and I ended up having my own show and, and then the music went away. Mm. That's how, that's why when, I don't know, I was in the middle of a crisis, I said, what am I doing here? This is not what I wanted to do. I wanted to play music. Mm. Why am I here being a TV star, doing these characters that are, okay, funny, but I don't have any more ideas. Then I decided to cut the show right away and to to just start it with, with what I wanted to do from the beginning. So you, so you made the decision, it, it's over, I'm going to go do this other thing. Yes, exactly, mm. yes. That's, that's why I had that's why I had all the press against me for, oh. for several years because it like, it like who do you think you are? You're leaving this and because you have this whimsical idea of playing music, blah blah blah. And as if as if as if acting is like less, you know, artistic or less whatever you want to call it. They're yes, all but in you the know arts. how how things are. You are this and you won't 
you can be on something else. That's yeah, that's true. Uh, so you're already here. I, you're already uh, ranged in this. Uh, I, well, I, I, I'm lacking of words to uh, express I know, what I want to I say, but you know what I mean. Do you think that that sort of that reputation that the press gave you when you quit your show, do you think that that has anything to do with why why more people don't actually know about your first album? Do you think that it kind of got stifled because of that? Yes, because I didn't start from zero. Mm-hmm. I started from below zero. Mm. That Because I when the, the Rara came out, I had lots of press, but none of it spoke about the record. Mm. Every single article was talking about how I left TV. Yeah. So it was like uh, all the, the um, titles of the articles were about leaving TV or about, uh, I don't know, like things that you, um, that didn't have anything to do with the record. Not one word about the record. Even, yeah. even not even a bad review. Right. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. So people just didn't know. Yeah. Didn't know because they they only knew that I had left my show in order to play music, but the record was nowhere. Yeah. So they and don't they even were, know what it sounds like. They don't know no, what you're doing. Nothing, yeah. Nothing. 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 Yeah. yeah. Was so, that was that discouraging at all or did it just make it you was, feel okay? It was. It was and but anyway, I wasn't ready. Still, I guess I'm a slow person, <laughs> and I I wasn't ready to to face my new career still mm-hmm. because I wasn't even able to play live. Mm-hmm. I was so shy and shaky and and problematic and so self self conscious about everything that Mm -hmm. to watch one of those shows was kind of an experience unforgettable experience because bad and forgettable experience because i just couldn't sing couldn't play couldn't do anything i I didn't know anything about uh, sound so when something didn't work i i wasn't able to tell why it wasn't working right like one of my worst experiences in my in my life when I remembered what happened and why it was so difficult, it was just too loud. Mm. And I wasn't even able to tell that it was loud. It was bad, but I didn't know why. Yeah. And, uh, well, things like that. But then I learned. Yeah. And Sagoon, though, seems like it was quite a learning experience for you as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At least, especially in terms of figuring out exactly like what you're going for. Yes, and also the the um, the thing about um sorry about um for instance having to record your album in a week in a studio with all that pressure <laughs> that it needs to be perfect right. in just one session. Well Segunda took me almost three years. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, so is is that how Rada was made? Like in one week? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, it was one uh, one week in a studio and then 10 days in, in, in 
Santa Olalla's place singing the vocals, but still, it's just yeah. three weeks. Yeah. It's kind of when you think of uh, film as well, how like when some movies are made in 11 days and then others get six months, like there exactly. is there is a difference. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's well, a tight schedule. In movies, yes, in movies it's different because you need a whole lot of people to work in it. True. But if you're on your own, on your own in your house, recording, mm -hmm. you just have an idea and maybe you spend a week recording and then uh, not sleeping, not eating, but then um, some other days you just don't record. I don't yeah. know, it just yeah. comes and goes and you need to, you, know, you can't force too much. Thanks no, it's, the product suffers, yeah. Your creativity suffers, I think, if you're trying to force it out. I think so, yes. Yeah. I need to sing well. <laughs> uh, 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 it's going to be like that. Yeah. You have that kind of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to completely time warp up to the present day, uh, almost present day, um, your last release was a sort of surprising EP, Actually, maybe your live album came last. Yes. Okay, so before, before that. Before that, there was, the, yes. It was the EP, the For Fun EP, um, where, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I would describe this as sort of punk versions. Yes. Like rock yes. versions they, 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 of your yes. old songs. There was, uh, I don't know if you know the story, why we did that. I don't think like, I do. Ah, uh, it's because we were playing at Roskilde, Roskilde Festival. And um, we got there and our instruments didn't. Oh. So uh, <laughs> we were at the airport. We had to play like at five. And we were, it was 10 in the morning and we were at the airport waiting for our things that never showed up. And someone from the festival told us, listen, there's two possibilities. Either you come with us now and you go uh, uh, into our whatever place they had that we have lots of instruments that you can choose from there and, <clears throat> and make your own set or wait for the next flight, which is going to be, uh, your instruments are going pro to be there probably, but then you won't have time to sound check and anything. And we did the maths and we decided to wait for the next flight. Mm. And the instruments didn't come on the next flight. Oh my God. I, <laughs> That's such a nightmare scenario. It was a complete nightmare. A complete nightmare. We got there half an hour before the show. Wow. No instruments. And there was a possibility to cancel, but if I cancel, I didn't get paid. And in order to, 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 uh, to keep going on the tour, I needed that money because we were five people and everybody needs to get fed and to travel and to sleep. Mm -hmm. So you need that money when you're touring. So I decided to go anyway with the show with whatever we had. And we, there we went with uh, one keyboard, a bass, a guitar, and drums. That was it. And and without the time 
to know how we were going to play in the song. So everything was, as we started, becoming like punker and punker <laughs> and wilder and wilder. And so it was so fun at the end. And the fans that were there had a good time because it was like a, they knew what happened. <clears throat> And they knew the songs and they knew and they see these new versions of this. And it was like a good vibe. And that's how the idea came up. Okay. Okay, let's do this just for to have the, the like the uh, like a souvenir of what we had to go through. So you basically improvised oh yeah, absolutely these versions, yeah. Yes, yes. Wow. Yes, and it, and, it, and it mostly worked. I mean, that's that must have felt successful in a way. Yeah, uh, or did was, or did uh, it work better once you went back and recorded them? Successful, <laughs> successful. It was like a half frustration and half success. Well, I'd imagine it's frustrating. I mean that that is a really horrible situation to find yourself in. I'm sure. I mean, you make the decision to wait, and it still doesn't come, and then you're kind of like at odds of what to do. So it sounds like you made a, made lemonade out of those lemons. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And now, I mean, your live album that came out has those, a couple of those versions in the yes. set. Like you actually play them now. Yes, we play, especially Paraguaya Punk. Mm. Um, I think it's the only one we play. Yes, I know, Anundia. Right, right, also. yeah. I knew yes. there was another one somewhere. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, those are the two that we play. Um, I don't know. It's, there are things and different, you know, different times because I wouldn't play them now, for instance, after all that happened. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have that mood to play them again. Right. Okay. Is, uh, is punk or rock music something that you actually had a connection to personally? Yes. Uh, not the most closest one mm. but yes yes and it was never but it was never like an ambition of yours to make no, punk, punk no. music right okay no anyway is... i don't think i don't think you can have ambitions in doing music or anything mm. because um there there are a lot of genres that i like that i couldn't even dream to play because it's not what i do right it's not something, it's something that someone else does. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can't do everything we like. It's true, you know. Yeah, yeah, we, you can. You can try. <laughs> you can try for a start. Then uh, if you really feel that you are a punk rock artist, then you just go for it. But mm -hmm. I don't feel that I am that. Okay. Or any of the other genres that I like. I mean, there is sort of a, a a punk sort of DIY element to what you do, not really in the sound. Yes, I understand. You know, just sort of this very DIY, attitude. very, very, at, yeah, the attitude is there. Like your music can be quite soft. So that's not really what I mean, but just sort of like what goes into what you do and kind of how you create what you do. There is kind of a punk element to it, I'd say. In a sense. Like live in the present. Yeah. Yeah. Like you say, a little messy. <laughs> yes, it is messy. Yeah. 
So going forward, uh, was there ever a plan for a Segundo like tour that for this now? reissue? Well, was there before or is there now? I didn't think about that. Is there some, is that something you'd like to do? At all, ever again? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we, I, I haven't played in a year and a half now. Have you been, do you like still play at home? Less than before. Mm. Yes. Well, are you nervous to start touring again or do you want to? Well, you know, um, you have the word inertia, right? Yeah. Well, I work by inertia. If I'm moving, I still move. And if I don't, mm. I'm still. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it will be a matter of starting and it'll come back, I'm sure. But is that is that just sort of it happens naturally when it happens? It's been like that forever. It's mm. not I make a record and then I want to keep I think I I always have the feeling that I could make ten more. Mm-hmm. But then, well, the record's out and you need to stop <clears throat> playing at home and you need to rehearse those songs in order to tour. And that's why I don't keep recording because I have other things to do. Mm-hmm. But when I played, when I finished Surundo in 2000, I didn't have any shows at all. Mm. So um, I kept recording and that's how I got dressed as as immediately after. Okay. <clears throat> that's why now the... the, the, the gap between songs is longer right because there's this touring process the rehearsing process and that keeps you keeps me puts me far away from making music yeah i need to get back into that mood do you record at home when you record yes so you you can you you have access to it whenever you would need it exactly so that's good that's comforting yeah, at least that's, that those are all the things that i've learned from someone right but uh, could you could you play any segundo songs still or would you really need to relearn them uh no i could play a few uh, i'm always i'm always curious about that with especially oh no no I still, play, you know. I still play a few okay in the live show and i could play several songs <laughs> and also there are songs that i will never play <laughs> that because i uh there are a few songs from every record that I can't play live because they are, I would need many people to do it or to have everything pre-recorded, which I don't like. Yeah. And um, Yeah, some of your songs do have probably over a dozen layers of sound, as you were saying. So, yeah. Exactly. So I would need like an orchestra or... Um, that would be interesting. Awana Molina Orchestra yeah, tour. And, and very expensive. And very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. But if someone can finance that, I'd love, sure. I, I'd love to do that, to, to play the albums instead of making the live versions, and as I've been doing for 20 years, to play the actual versions of yeah. the record with all the arrangements. That would be great. That'd be really cool. Yeah. yeah, that would be great. <laughs> I'd have um, to do that one again once in a time. Yeah, sure. I mean, that'd be that'd be fun to do at least one time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we have basically reached the end um, of this interview. I'm I've been recently doing this thing. I keep saying I'll probably regret it, but um, I've been ending with a sort of like lightning round of questions. 
Just oh, quick. I hate that. <laughs> okay. We can skip What's it your if you favorite? want. What would you choose if you went to a, an island, an isolated island? Oh, no, not, not that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's not <laughs> my question. <laughs> if you ask me now what's my favorite record, when those kind of questions come up, I just have a blank and mm. I can't think anymore. Okay. And then when I hang up, it's, oh, I should have said this and that and that. And I, that. Yeah, I do that. I do that kind of thing, too. <laughs> um, so my first one is about Segundo. And originally, it's funny you mentioned that because I was going to ask what your favorite song on Segundo is. I don't know if you can answer that. Because I, I did I did adjust the question. You adjust what was it before? I was it well no, it was what is your favorite song on Segundo? And now ah. it is um which one was your like fondest memory of making? But that might be a harder I think, question. Um, <clears throat> I think I had fun ma making all of them, mm. honestly. I had really a good time doing some that record. <clears throat> That's probably why it's my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't have any pressure, you know, from. That's, yeah, that's true. It was like no one's judging, no one's going to say anything. This, there wasn't anything. When it came out and you have the reviews, and then what am I going to do? I'm going to do <laughs> the same. Oh, no, it's exactly like the same one, like the, like the previous one. I'm going to do something different. Oh, it's totally different. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> so, you know, that can end. Uh, but my favorite song of Segundo. I don't know. I know. I'm sorry to ask. Mm, Martin Fierro is one of them. The first track. Mm. Uh, Mantra. Quien. Mm, second track. Okay. I mean, I that's a, a few. Special, I have a special love for all of them. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you do. Yes. Makes sense. <laughs> um, second question. Would you ever want to do a film score? And if so, what kind of film do you think you'd want to score? Mm, I think I have a, I have scored oh, okay. a film. I don't know. I don't think and, I knew that. Yeah. But, you know, I think... I would like to to make a, a score that you don't notice mm. when you watch the film. I, I want it to be part, so much part of the of what you're looking at, or what you're seeing, what you're feeling, and what you, the, the scene is about that you don't even notice when you go out. Oh, I love the music. What there was music? Really? <laughs> I didn't notice what you didn't notice. There's full of music all the time. <laughs> No, I haven't. Well, no, I can't believe it. Um, I would like to do to mm. to do that. A very when, subtle. When I, when I scored this film that I did, I I told you, listen, this film doesn't need any music. <laughs> can can we can we just quote? Can we just put in the credits? No music, Juana Molina. Yes, I'd like to do that. Yes. Yeah, that'd be. I, there is. I mean, to me, there is something like I think a lot of people think film scores are typically really heavy on strings and very dramatic instrumentation but I think there is something kind of cinematic to a lot of what you do did I mean see, did you see um uh, Monos no and I know Mika Levy's scores are great and I really wanted to watch and hear that movie yes that yeah. movie I would have loved to 
to have it myself. I well, because there, there is like a moodiness to a lot of what you do or exactly. can do. And I think that would lend itself very well to a movie like that. Yes. Mm. Um, finally, because I am 100% naive to this, I'm going to ask you, um, who are a couple Argentine musicians that you think the rest of us should know about? Um, even, histor even historically, even if they're not current. Now we switch to Uruguay? Sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any Uruguayan musicians either, so. <laughs> yes, well, for a start, you, you need to listen to Eduardo Mateo. Okay. Eduardo Mateo. <laughs> and then to his band, El Quinto. Okay. Also, um, well, those are the essentials from Uruguay, let's say. And then from Argentina, uh, I don't know. Because there aren't that many that we get around, you know, that, that we <laughs> get up here. Um, you know, you, I believe, were the first Argentine musician that I had ever heard up, up in America. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It, I feel like that happens a lot, though. You know, with with international non-American music, we get like one from a country, yes. one yeah. from another country. We don't get yes. a whole lot. And I know that there's more and from, well, from maybe, all those places. Maybe if, if the States was, wasn't so big, we would have just one artist from the States. That's very possible. I was kidding. Musico de Argentina. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm looking to my vinyls over there, but I can't read from here. <laughs> um, I can't, I, no one that I recall right now. Mm, that's uh, okay. Let me see. I mean, you gave me someone from Uruguay, so. Yes. That works. Those are very important. You need to know that. Sure. We can leave it there. <laughs> Like, okay. <laughs> see, I knew, I see, I knew at least one of these would probably end up being uh, too difficult, but I need to work on these. Um, but thank you for, for humoring me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Hana, very for, for talking to me. This has been quite a pleasure, quite an honor for me to speak with you. I'm happy thank that I'm there. I'm happy that Segunda is being reissued. I'm sure you are too. And I hope, I hope more people hear it than heard it before. You know, yes, I guess that's maybe. kind of a goal with reissues is you kind of hope to expose it to a larger audience. Yeah, yes. And I hope that happens. And uh, I look forward to whatever comes down the way later. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, Juana. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye.